Hello, and welcome back to Entering the Infinite, the Magic the Gathering podcast all about infinite combos. I'm your host, Aaron Benick. Last week, I talked about Wilhelt the Rock Cleaver, a new commander from uh, the Innistrad Midnight Hunt commander decks. Uh, and this week, I decided to go all in on a single combo deck. We're not about value this time. We are strictly about just comboing off and winning the game in a single turn. Now, we all know that Simic decks don't need any extra help to combo off or even just outvalue the other players. Uh, for instance, Kinnon, Bonder Prodigy, we have Tatiova, Benthic Druid, even Prime Speaker Vanifar. But that does not mean that there's any shortage of cool combo potential in the Simic colors. So this week, I actually have a partner deck built. Uh, the partner deck that we are going to be playing is Kaidel and Thrasios. And I'm going to read both of these off first, and then I'm going to give a little side note here. So Kaidel, chosen to Crufix, is the engine of the deck. She is the key piece of the whole thing. So she's two, a green and a blue. For a legendary creature, a human wizard, she's a 2-3. And Kaidel has tap, add colorless to your mana pool for each card you've drawn this turn. And of course she has partner. And then to go with her, we're going to be playing with Thrasios, Triton Hero. He's a green and a blue, so just two mana. For a legendary creature, a merfolk wizard, he's a 1-3. And he has pay four mana of any color, scry one, then reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it on the battlefield tapped, otherwise draw a card. And he also has partner as well. So then just a quick note before I actually continue. Thrasios is completely interchangeable since he's pretty expensive and he's pretty popular as a commander. Uh, you might not want to play with him. He might be too much money for you to get. Some people might be sick of seeing him. The basic idea of the deck that I'm going to go through is workable with almost any other partner, and it might even be better with a different partner because of adding different colors to the goal that you're going to go with. Um, but I'm using Thrasios just since the ability lets you have a payoff in the command zone, and you're going to learn about that payoff in, here in just a second. So the main combo of the deck is... Kaidel and anything with an activated ability that untaps her. So one of the best examples is Sword of the Peruns. So Sword of the Peruns is four mana for an artifact. It's an equipment. As long as equipped creature is is tapped, tapped creatures you control get plus two plus zero. Oh. As long as equipped creature is untapped, untapped creatures you control get plus two plus zero. Oh. Pay three mana. You may tap or untapped equipped creature. Equip for three. So how this works is you draw enough cards to make Kaidel tap for four mana at least, and then you have the Sword of the Prunes already on her, so you tap Kaidel for four mana, and then you pay three of that to untap her, so you've gained one mana. So anything with an activated ability that untaps Kaidel just automatically makes infinite mana. So I'm just going to go down through the list of a bunch of these. Uh, so we've got Sword of the Prunes. Uh, and the Staff of Domination, uh, they're both the best ones because they're colorless. So we can tap Kaidel for a bunch of mana, play them, and then immediately untap her with all the colorless mana that we're floating. Uh, otherwise, we've got Thassa's Ire, Pemin's Aura, Immobilizing Ink, 
Galvanic Alchemist, Freed from the Real, and Crab Umbra. I'm not going to go super in-depth into each of these, just because they all more or less do the same exact thing, which is they're just untapping Kaidel in order to make an infinite amount of mana. After we've made infinite mana, there are still a lot of other parts to the main combo that we need since the mana that Kaidel makes is colorless. So the first thing that we need is color fixers. And the point of these cards is so that we can cast the other cards in our deck that let us actually win the game with all of the colorless mana that Kaidel provides by turning it into a color of mana that we can actually use in order to cast our other spells. So the first one is Mycosynth Lattice. It is six mana for an artifact. It says all permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield, spells and permanents are colorless, and players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color. So the reason that we would play Mycosynth Lattice is just for that last uh, line of text. Players may spend mana as though it were mana of any color, allowing, allowing us to use our infinite colorless mana in order to pay for the colored costs of our other spells that are actually going to win the game. So this just lets us spend our colorless mana however we want to, letting us cast all of our other win conditions. Uh, I like that the lattice is colorless, letting us use the colorless mana from Kaidel to play it first. Uh, the price tag on the lattice is pretty high, though. It is currently around $30, $40, depending on where you get it from. And some of the other conditions on the card might come in handy for our opponents. Uh, for instance, if a card in the Great Creator hits the board, then we have a lattice out, all permanents are artifacts, and then that opponent is the only one that has the ability to actually play Magic for the rest of the game, because the Karn says that activated abilities of artifacts can't be activated. So this one is probably the worst one, just because of the really high price tag and all of the additional text that it has on it. The better one is the Chromatic Orrery. It's seven mana for a legendary artifact, so a little bit higher in mana cost, but it's not too big a deal. Uh, and it just says you may spend mana as though or mana of any color, which is exactly what we want. It's one-sided, which I really like, so that lets only us be able to use it. Uh, it actually has tap to add five colorless to our mana pool, but with the orrery itself, that colorless can be used for whatever. And it has five mana, tap the orrery, draw a card for each color among permanents you control. So this is definitely better than the lattice. But redundancy in combo decks is always good, especially in this particular combo deck, because we are going all in on just the singular combo with Kaidel. This still lets us spend mana as any color, and it doesn't have a lot of the additional text like Lattice does. It functions exactly how we want, and it even taps for mana itself. The draw card ability on it is kind of nice, but uh, since we're only a two-color deck, we'll only be drawing two cards so only two cards for five mana is less than desirable seven mana is a little bit of a high cost uh as well so in regards to what i said earlier with thrasios being interchangeable i think that chromatic orrery gets a little better the more colors you add to the deck for instance if you decide to pair kaidel with 
uh, Ramos, for instance. Ramos adds white and black to the deck. So then your Chromatic Ori is then five mana, draw four cards, and that's a little bit better. So probably the easiest and most efficient of all of these cards is going to be the Gemstone Array, which is four mana for an artifact. It has pay two mana, two colorless mana, put a charge counter on Gemstone Array, and then you remove a charge counter from Gemstone Array to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So this doesn't exactly let us spend mana as though we're mana of any color, but it kind of does because we can create one billion mana and then put all of that mana to put charge counters on the gemstone array and then just remove all those charge counters to add infinite or semi-infinite mana of whatever color that we want. So it's definitely the cheapest also, uh, both in mana cost, it's only four mana, and in actual price. Uh, the Gemstone Ray is only about $2, whereas the Mycosynth Lattice, like I said, is about 40 The Chromatic Orrery, I think, is sitting around uh, $10 or $15. So the price tag is the lowest, as is the mana cost, and all it does is fix the mana. That's the only thing that the Gemstone Ray does. It doesn't do anything additional. It doesn't tap for mana like the Ori. It doesn't make permanence colorless or like artifacts like the Lattice. So this is really the only thing that we want from any of our color fixers. So Gemstone Array is it perfect. It functions exactly how we want to. And I would consider playing Array over Lattice just because of the price tag and the, and the additional text. So the next way to get infinite mana of another color is a little bit of a workaround, but it kind of does the same thing. So it's the Paradise Mantle, which is zero mana for an artifact. It's an equipment. It has equipped creature has tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and it has equip uh, for one. So what we could do is after we've tapped Kaidel for eight trillion mana, eight trillion colorless mana, we can then put the Paradise Mantle onto Kaidel, tap her for a single green, and then sink all of our colorless mana that we've accumulated into one of our untappers to untap her and then make infinite colored mana by essentially tapping her the same way. She just doesn't make as much mana. So you can create infinite colorless to untap Kaidella enough times to then just tap her for infinite blue and green. I think that the mantle is worth mentioning, but I definitely think that it's one of the worst fixers just because it, it is a little bit of extra work. And then some other options to consider, especially if you uh, want some cheaper cards just to put in this, uh, are the Prismite, the Signpost Scarecrow, and the Stonework Pack Beast. And I'm not really going to talk about any of these separately. I'm just going to put up. On, I'm just going to put them up on the screen here. But each of these creatures has the ability: pay two, add one mana of any color. So it basically functions the exact same as the Gemstone Array, letting you just pour all of your colorless into these to make blue and green. And all three of these are common, so they're not expensive at all. They're maybe a couple of cents, a dollar perhaps. And each of them is colorless, which I really like, which means that we can tap Kaidel for 
a lot of mana, play one of these, and then just sink all of the mana into it. So we've talked a lot about how to turn our infinite mana into something useful. So that's how we change the colorless mana into colored mana. So then we can actually play our other spells that win the game. But how exactly do you get to the infinite in the first place? So Kaidel taps for mana equal to the number of cards drawn that turn. She doesn't tap for four or five just on her own. So we need to draw a bunch of cards all at the same time so that Kaidel actually taps for enough mana so that we can then go and untap her. So this next section is all just card draw. That way Kaidel actually taps for enough mana so that we can enact our game plan. So the first kind of card draw that I think is really good is X draw spells. So I'm not really going to go too in-depth about many of these. I'm just going to put them up on the screen as I talk about them. Uh, the first one is Blue Sun Zenith. Second one is Commander's Insight. And then we have Drown in Dreams, Finale of Revelation, Ingenious Mastery, Mind Spring, Pull from Tomorrow, Read the Runes, and Stroke of Genius. So each of these spells basically does the exact same thing. It lets us pump mana into it to make Kaidel tap for more and more mana. And we don't mind spending all our mana on X because then Kaidel will tap for that much mana. So if we tap for a Finale of Revelation, we put five mana into X, we draw five cards. We didn't lose any value on X because Kaidel will then tap for five mana. She'll actually tap for six because of the card that you draw in your draw step. So I do want to talk about a couple of these. So Blue Sun Zenith uh, also acts as a win condition. So we can put infinite mana into X to make an opponent deck themselves because Blue Sun Zenith says that target player draws X cards. And then upon the resolution, Blue Sun Zenith will shuffle back into your library. And this is one of the win conditions that I think is really good uh, with Thrasios. Because Blue Sun Zenith will shuffle itself back into your deck. And then you can still use your infinite mana to put Blue Sun Zenith from your deck back into your hand with Thrasios' activated ability. And then use Blue Sun Zenith on the other two players. And then we've got Drown in Dreams. So as you cast Drown in Dreams, you can choose both modes. Uh, one is to draw a billion cards, and then the other one is to actually mill a player for X, I think twice X. Uh, Drown in Dreams can kill a person, but it only kills one player, unfortunately. So it's not a double duty win condition like Blue Sun Zenith is, but it still does exactly what we want to do, which is... Uh, just put a bunch of mana into X and then draw a bunch of cards. And then read the runes seems like a downside because for each card that you draw with read the runes, you either have to you either have to discard a card or sacrifice a non-lane permanent. However, most of the cards that we're gonna play in the deck are redundant, at least in the Kaidel Thrasios version. Meaning discarding a bunch of cards isn't as bad as it seems. So, for instance, if we read the runes and we draw a bunch of X draw spells, we draw a bunch of color fixers, we draw a bunch of interaction, we don't need every single iteration of all those different cards in our hands. So you can discard a bunch of the redundant parts. So, X draw spells do double duty. 
letting us make Kaidel tap for a bunch of mana, but also letting us dig through our deck to actually find a lot of combo pieces. So another really great way to get Kaidel to tap for a lot of mana are wheels. Because wheels let us draw for usually cheaper than an X spell. And I think that many of both different kinds of card draw have their pros and cons. I think that X draw spells have pros and cons and wheels. So I think if you're going to go with just Kaidel and Thrasios, I think a mixture of both of them is probably the most optimal way to, uh, to build it. So again, I'm not going to go super into depth on a lot of these wheels. I've got some notes here about quite a few of them, but I'm just going to name them off and put them up on the screen as I talk about them. So we've got Flux, Forgotten Creation, Jace's Archivist, Memory Jar, Magus of the Jar, Talarian Winds, Windfall, Commit to Memory, specifically the memory half of Commit to Memory, Diminishing Returns, Echo of Eons, Game Plan, Temporal Cascade, Time Reversal, Whirlpool Rider, and Whirlpool Drake. So each of these cards can get Kaidel to tap for 7 plus mana, super easy, and then also letting us tap out to play a wheel because Kaidel is going to give us all that mana back. So the first one that I want to talk about a little bit in depth is Flux. Flux is a bit stranger of a wheel. Uh, it does let our opponents draw, which is a downside, but making Kaidel tap for 8, maybe, for only paying 3 mana is definitely worth it. Because if you count it up, even if you only have six cards in your hand, six cards, maybe maybe even five, right? Uh, you have the card that you've drawn for your turn, so Kaidel is already tapping for one, and then you cast a Flux, so you're down to maybe five cards in your hand. You discard the other five, and then you draw that many, so that takes you up to six, and then you draw a card from Flux resolving. So that's seven altogether that Kaidel is already tapping for just for three mana. So I think that Flux is definitely worth it just because of the fact that it is really cheap and it does cantrip itself. It does have draw a card on itself. So even if you discard all the cards in your hand, you're still drawing plus one more. And then another one is Jace's Archivist. So it's a windfall on a stick, essentially. Really popular in wheel decks just because of the repeatable value. And in a pinch, it can help us dig for more combo pieces just because you can use it a bunch of times in the same turn uh, with any of our untappers. Uh, it does have to make it around the table before you get any use out of the Archivist. But getting to play it, wait a turn, if it does make it back around, we are in blue, so it's not totally out of the question to have it survive that long. And then getting Kaidel to tap for six, seven, eight mana, possibly, just for one, is really, really good. Plus, if we're really in a pinch, you can use any of the untappers to untap Jace's Archivist, and then use it maybe a couple of times in the same turn, casting different cards from your deck as you search for different combo pieces. And then, I did want to talk about Memory Jar a little bit, it is one of the best wheels for a reason, 
but it also has a really hefty price point to it. It's about 60 or $70. The Magus of the Jar does the same exact thing, but like the Jace's Archivist, it is at the expense of having to wait to use it. However, the Jace's Archivist and the Magus of the Jar will be a little bit more useful in a later section that I'm going to talk about as soon as I wrap up with these wheels. And then Commit to Memory actually plays double duty. Uh, it is a both a removal spell and a wheel. It's worth noting, though, that you are unable to play Memory until it's in your graveyard. So you will have to use Commit or find a way to put memory in the graveyard before you actually use that wheel. And then, very similar to Time Twister in effect and cost, is Diminishing Returns, which is only one more mana than Time Twister, but it is at the expense of exiling 10 cards from the top of your library. However, with as much redundancy as we're running in the deck, exiling 10 cards probably won't be that impactful. We're running a lot of forms of card draw, we're running a lot of forms of untappers, we're running a lot of forms of color fixers, and we're running a lot of different win conditions, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. So exiling top 10 cards from the library probably isn't going to be too bad. And then... Echo of Eons is probably one of the better ones, especially because it has flashback. So it lets us cast it first to maybe dig for some pieces and then casting it again after we find them to actually go off. I do really like that it is incredibly mana positive too. So it's for a blue and a blue to actually cast Echo of Eons and then you draw seven. So you're getting more, you're actually getting more mana than the cost of the spell, and you're getting t almost twice as much, over twice as much actually, once you flash it back, because the flashback cost is only two and a blue from your graveyard. So I definitely think that e Echo of Eons is one of the better ones, especially for the art too, I really like the art on it. And then the strangest one is probably Temporal Cascade. The mana cost of Temporal Cascade is pretty off-putting, which is five a blue and a blue, and you either choose for each player to shovel his or her hand and graveyard into their library, or each player draws seven cards. Uh, and it does have entwine for two, so you can pay so you can choose both if you pay the entwine cost. But that makes it nine mana to do the same thing as any of these other wheels. But just Choosing the mode for each player to draw seven means that we are breaking even with Kaidel. So you put seven mana into it, you draw seven cards, Kaidel now taps for seven. You can tap her again, play a Chromatic Ori, tap the Chromatic Ori to play something else, and then untap Kaidel, go infinite. So I don't think it's terrible, but I definitely do think that it is probably the worst one. Now, on to the next section. So... Kaidel needs to actually tap in order to use her ability, meaning you either need to wait a round of play in order to make it back to your turn to then use Kaidel, or 
you need to make Kaidel hasty so that you can tap her immediately and go off. So, this section isn't going to be super big since we are playing primarily blue. Uh, so you can always just counter a removal spell. You can play Kaidel a little bit later, leave up a counter spell. Uh, you can even leave up like a Fierce Guardianship if you want to play her exactly on four. That way you can just counter any non-creature spell. But the two really obvious ones, Lightning Greaves, uh, Swift of Boots, not going to go too in-depth about both of these. Both of them are two-mana equipment that give something haste and protection from opponent spells. These go in so many commander decks, so it's not surprising that I'm mentioning them here. And they play double duty by letting Kaidel tap immediately and protecting her. Super low to the ground, super low cost, super effective. Uh, they're also pretty good on price points. They've both been reprinted a lot of times, so they're not really expensive to get a hold of either. And then another way to give Kaidel sort of pseudo-haste is the Thousand-Year Elixir. Which is 3 mana for an artifact. You may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. 1 mana, tap the Thousand Year Elixir, untap target creature. So this gives haste and lets us untap Kaidel. It's restricted to only once, only once, but it could give us a much needed push. So if we don't have the ability to have Thrasios as a mana sink in order to find some pieces, we can play a wheel, search for some stuff, tap Kaidel for a bunch of colorless, cast something else from our hand, use some of the remaining colorless to untap Kaidel with the Thousand Year Elixir, find something else, and then go off with that. And that can all be done in the same turn since the Thousand Year Elixir grants Kaidel haste. And then the last one is uh, Touch of Vitae. I hope I pronounced that right. It is two and a green for an instant. Until end of turn, target creature gains haste and zero mana. Untap this creature, activate only once. Draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. So it's just a one-shot give Kaidel haste. Uh, and we can untap her as well. So it's basically the same as Elixir, but it only gets one use out of it. So then, after we've made Kaidel hasty... We have infinite mana, we have all of our cards on the board, we have a Chromatic Ori, we can cast whatever we want, we have a Jace's Archivist that we've used to make Kaidel tap for a bajillion mana, we have our Sword of the Peroons to untap Kaidel infinitely, we have Thrasios to put all of that mana into, draw our whole deck. How do we win after the fact? So, I'm going to go over quite a couple of win conditions and then I'm actually going to and then I'm actually going to shift into how you would win in a different partner style deck. So, the main win condition is going to be Laboratory Maniac and Thassa's Oracle. I'm not going to talk about them just because they're talked about so much. I'm just going to put up on the screen here. But using Thrasios to empty our library and draw the deck means that Laboratory Maniac and Thassa's Oracle are the easiest and the most reliable win conditions, especially because Thrasio says, otherwise, draw a card, you can go through that action in order to trigger the Laboratory Maniac, and then you can just use your infinite mana to play a Thassa's Oracle. They're kind of cheap, 
not in the way of price point or mana cost, but just because you see them all the time and they're arguably the easiest win conditions. So they're the best, but you might not want to go the route of drawing your entire deck. So the backup plan, and I really like this plan. I think this one is actually pretty fun because I, I personally have never pulled this combo off. And I've never seen it done to me or to anyone else. It's Blue Sun Zenith. I talked about this a little earlier. So Blue Sun Zenith is both a utility card and a win condition. Because once we draw our entire deck with Thrasios then we can cast Blue Sun Zenith for X's 2 trillion on one of our opponents. They deck themselves, they die. Blue Sun Zenith shuffles itself back into our library. We can then draw it again with Thrasios and do the same thing on our other two opponents. I like this one more because it's not as obvious, right? Because once you draw your entire deck, everyone's just like, oh, Lab Man, oh, Thassa's Oracle, you know, Demonic Consultation, whatever. Um, it is just as easy to pull off, though, and if you go strictly with just Blue Sun Zenith as your win condition, you don't have to have any dead cards in, in your deck. So, for instance, if you draw your opening hand, you're not entirely happy to see that Laboratory Maniac or that Thassa's Oracle because you don't need them in your opening hand. But Blue Sun Zenith is never a dead card. You can have it in your opener. It's It'll be good. You can draw it a little bit later in the game. You can cast it on yourself, draw a bunch of cards, and it's your finisher. And since you're in blue, there's probably very little downside to having only one win condition, especially since it shuffles itself back in upon resolution. And then having infinite mana means that of course, I have to mention Memnarch, which this one doesn't win you the game exactly on the spot, but it might as well. So Memnarch is 7 mana for a legendary artifact creature. It's a wizard. It, uh, it is also a 4-5. So for 1, a blue and a blue, target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. And for 3 and a blue, you can gain control of target artifact. So you create infinite mana, you draw your entire deck, you play your chromatic orrery, you play Memnarch. You steal three other players' entire board states. Now, they might not concede right away, but more than likely, most people will concede once there's a Memnarch and infinite mana on the board, because all of your lands are gone, all your permanents are gone, and one player has the board states of four people, which is almost insurmountable to get past, once you yourself just don't have any resources left. And even if they play a land, the next opponent plays a land, the next opponent plays a land, they play a land of War Elves, they pass the turn, you create infinite mana again, Memnarch it all, back over to your side of the board, then they'll concede. So gaining control of all our opponent's permanents is definitely fun. And it's probably one of the easiest ways to win with infinite mana. So then... Laboratory Maniac, Thassa's Oracle, those, that, that's the main win. And then I think a backup win is Blue Sun Zenith and Memnarch. And then the backup win to the backup win is going to be... Uh, I'm not really going to go through these in depth. I'm just going to sound them off, put them up here on the board. Uh, we got Sphinx's Tutelage, Teferi's Tutelage, Psychosis Crawler, and Psychic Corrosion. So three of these cards do the exact same thing. 
the tutelages and the, psych and the psychic corrosion. Whenever you draw a card, your opponents mill at least two cards. So you can blue sun zenith yourself, draw the rest of your deck, draw 40 cards. Each opponent's going to mill for 80. And we're definitely going to have way more cards in our deck than just 40. So that's a guaranteed loss for our opponents. And in the Psychosis Crawler, whenever you draw a card, you're actually dealing damage to your opponents. It's technically loss of life, but um, it's still a, a way to win. It's still an easy win condition for drawing 80-plus cards in a single turn. Even if you don't Blue Sun Zenith yourself, you can still put all of your mana into Thrasios, which then... He does say draw a card, so you're slowly triggering each of these, but there's still really easy ways to, to win with infinite mana. So, this deck is streamlined to play with Thrasios, since he is an outlet in the command zone that lets us find the rest of the cards when we get infinite mana. So, the main idea is just to get Kaidel to tap for enough, so then you can infinitely untap her. And the idea can go with any other color pairing so you can add different cards. So by adding red, you get access to some better wheels. You get access to Wheel of Fortune. You get access to Reforge the Soul. I'll put those up on the screen here. Adding black, you get access to tutors, which can help you find essentially almost anything that you want. And then by adding either of those two colors you can have so many different options available to you because then you have a much broader variety of win conditions. And that's what I'm going to talk about next is what if you don't want to play Thrasios with Kaidel? So I'm going to go through each of the colors here and just kind of describe what each of them adds. So we've already got green and blue. We already know what they're giving us. So what about black, red, and white? So black, black gives us access to a few additional wheels. So that can kind of shore up that end. So one of the wheels that we have is Dark Deal, which is two and a black. Each player discards all the cards in his or hand that draws that many cards minus one. So it is three mana, but you are drawing one less card with it which doesn't make it as good with Kaidel because she wants us to draw a lot of cards on our turn, as many cards as we can. The better one is Whispering Madness, which is two, a blue, and a black. For a sorcery, each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. It's basically a windfall. The and it might just sound like, oh, you're just talking about wheel... You're just talking about building a wheel deck now. Well, if you want to add the other colors, then these are the cards that you're going to want to add because paying four mana to make Kaidel then tap for seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven is too good of value to pass up. And just because you play wheels doesn't make doesn't mean that you have to play it as a wheel deck. You don't have to play. Uh, you know, the Nekusars and stuff like that in order to just make your opponents take a bunch of damage. The only re real reason that we're playing wheels in the first place is to get Kaidel to tap for lots of mana so that we can then untap her infinitely. 
black also gives us additional wind conditions uh, alongside the tutors and the other wheels. So we've got like Torment of Hailfire, X mana, each opponent loses the game, basically, once you put infinite mana into it. The same is true for Exsanguinate also. Those are more for along the lines of they're really good infinite mana sinks. They're pretty similar to win conditions like Blue Sun Zenith is. If you want to lean more into the wheel aspect of the deck, if that's something that you're interested in, you can play things like Bone Miser, which lets you get a lot of value off of discarding your cards. You've got Faith of the Devoted, which can drain your opponents whenever you discard cards. Feast of Sanity, which deals damage whenever you discard cards. And it's really cheap, but I feel like someone would yell at me if I didn't mention Turgrid, making all your opponents wheel, getting all their permanents. Uh, a lot of this stuff is just basic wheel shenanigans, though, right? And we don't so much want to do want to play just a typical wheel deck because uh, commanders like Nekus are going to be way better than that. They just do that kind of thing better. What we're aiming for is just... Kaidel infinite mana sinks, right? But these are just some general payoffs if you want to lean more heavily into a wheel-centric kind of build. And like I said a little bit earlier, red gives us access to Reforge the Soul, Wheel of Fortune, also Magus of the Wheel. Red has a lot of really good wheels for really cheap, and it also gives us things like Bralin, Sky Shark Rider, and the Glint Horn Buccaneer, that deals damage to our opponents for all the cards that we're discarding. If you're, again, looking to lean more heavily into the wheel aspect of things. By adding red, we also get to play uh, Riel the Everwise, which is one, a blue and a red for a legendary creature, Human Wizard. She's a 0-3, but she gets plus one plus O oh for each instance and a sorcery card in your graveyard. Whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn, draw that many cards. So you play Riel, you then play Kaidel, then the next turn, you play a Reforge the Soul, you draw seven, you discard your hand, uh, meaning you draw maybe four or five cards with Riel, and then you draw seven, which is 12 cards drawn, and Kaidel then taps for 12 mana. So I think that red is a pretty good color to introduce, mostly because Riel helps with actually getting Kaidel to tap for more and more mana. Not only that, but red also gives you some very good mana sinks as well. There are plenty and plenty of really powerful red X spells that just deal a trillion damage to your opponents if you have infinite mana. There are quite a few uh, red spells that deal damage to each player, which isn't necessarily what we want. If each player is at 40, then everyone dies. If you're at 39 and your other players are at 80, then you're the only one that dies. So the correct ones to play are ones that only deal damage to your opponents, only ones that you can actually target with your opponents. So the first one is Comet Storm. It's X, a red, and a red for an instant. It has multi-kicker, so you can pay an additional one for any number of times as you cast the Comet Storm. So you choose any target and then choose another target for each time the spell was kicked. Comet Storm deals X damage to each of them. So you just Comet Storm, X is 2 trillion, you target, you kick it twice, and then you target your three opponents, they're all dead. Then you've got a new one from Strixhaven, it's Crackle with Power. It's triple X and 2 red. Crackle with Power deals 5 times X damage to each of up to X targets. 
So Crackle with Power, where X is 1, it'll only deal 5 times 1 damage to each of up to 1 target. So Crackle with Power, X is 3, it'll deal 5 times 3 damage to each of up to 3 targets, and so on and so on. So you just Crackle with Power, X is a trillion, target your opponents, it's the same thing. So is Fanning the Flames. I kind of like this one um, a lot because it's also got some utility in addition to being a win condition, and it's very similar to Blue Sun Zenith. So it's X, a uh, red and a red for a sorcery. It has buyback for three. Fanning the Flames deals X damage to target creature or player. So the reason why I like this one as like a kind of utility card is because it has buyback on it, meaning that you can use it earlier in the game, play a wheel, you didn't draw the right cards, Kaidel taps for seven now. You can put seven into fanning the flames, kill an important creature, buy it back, put it back in your hand, or even just let it go to the graveyard if you're just planning on playing another wheel. But I like that fanning of the flames kind of has that flexibility to it. The next one is Fireball, a super iconic card. X and a red, it deals X damage divided evenly, rounded down among any number of target creatures or players. Fireball costs one more to cast for each target beyond the first. It's the same thing, it's an infinite mana sink that kills your opponents. Same as Jaya's Inmolating Inferno, X in red and red for a legendary sorcery. Uh, you have to control a legendary creature or planeswalker as you cast it, but if we're already making infinite mana, it's not gonna be an issue because we all must already have Kaidel on the board. Jaya's Inmolating Inferno deals X damage to each of up to three targets. Now, Y doesn't add too much to the whole kind of synergy that we're trying to provide here uh most of white's mana sinks infinite ways to win are going to be either creating an infinite number of tokens or gaining infinite life both of which are perfectly reasonable ways to win but i didn't really find anything that i thought was super worthy to note there also aren't many other cards that white gives us access to there aren't many card draw payoffs that you can play in white. There aren't any other wheels. There isn't a whole lot that we can get from just plain discarding cards. So white is probably the poorest of any of the colors that you want to add. However, white's removal suite is definitely worth considering. Path to Exile, Swords to Plowshares, Return to Dust, Day of Judgment, Wrath of God... All that stuff super low to the ground removal so it's definitely a really good support color even if you're even if it doesn't have a lot to offer in the way of combo so the entire deck is streamlined to play with Thrasios since he lets us find all of our pieces when we get infinite mana and it's just a little bit easier to make Kaidel uh, tap for all that stuff because if you play just the Simic version with Thrasios, you're all in on the combo. But if you play a three color deck, four color deck with a couple of the cards that I mentioned, then you might be more about outvaluing your opponents, just using Kaidel to cast really big X spells, maybe copying them, for instance, shuffling them back into your library with some of the wheels, drawing them again later, casting them again. So the Simic version, absolutely all in on Kaidel. There's not really any kind of value there. Your end goal is the combo. But 
a three or four color version of it might be a little more value-based. You might have some more card drop payoffs in there. You might have some more discard payoffs in there. You might make it more of a uh, more interesting wheel-style deck than just Nekusar, try to damage all your opponents. You might try to bend the wheels to your advantage to pour Kaidel into X spells alongside some discard outlets. So there's definitely a lot of interesting ways to build this. But overall, I think that Kaidel is super solid. I think that she's super fun. She has a lot of potential. She has a lot of abusable power to her, especially if you can just untap her a couple of times. And what I want to know is, how do you plan on building Kaidel, if you plan on building it all at all? Are you going to go with Kaidel and Thrasios to play a super streamlined version of the deck? Are you going to add... A different partner to add more colors? Are you going to go straight for just a wheel deck with Kaidel as some support to be able to put in some more mana on big X spells or just use her as a kind of rock? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know what you think. Thanks for watching and tune in next time when we enter the infinite.